On this episode of the Faded Golf Podcast, we talk about the 2019 Masters and your 2019 Masters champion, Tiger Woods. We talk about the field, some of our disappointments in the field. We talk about the merch that I picked up down there as well. And lastly, we taste the special edition Game of Thrones Johnny Walker White Walker Scotch. I've got this one about two balls out to the right. I'm telling you, man, it's a speed putt. All right, everybody, before we get into the episode, we want to give a shout out to uh, our relationship that we've built over the the last few weeks uh, and we've been representing here is uh, for Fanatics and Fanatics.com where you can get your officially licensed everything. And uh, of course, I've gotten on there, John, as we talked about last week, and I got some MLB gear for the Cubs. I think you're due to use use that promo code. Cardinals is going to happen. I'm going to get some gear. You got a deal too, didn't you? Uh, 25% off. Use the code FADEDGOLF and you can get 25% off. It's a fantastic deal to save yourself a little bit money on the gear that you need for NHL, NFL, NBA, of course, MLB. And one of the cool things that you could do, it's only four weeks away. Of course, Tiger, he loves Beth Page Black and the PGA Championship coming up in May. You can go to PGA.com and their shop there and you can get stuff there because it's powered by Fanatics. So go get your golf gear for the PGA and Beth Page Black. Go on there and get your favorite MLB teams or whatever teams. Maybe you get your playoff NBA teams. Go ahead, get out there, use the f- the code uh, Faded Golf, and you'll get that twenty five percent discount. Go do it. All right, thanks. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode twenty five of the Faded Golf Podcast. We uh, have concluded concluded. I can't even speak. We have we have concluded Masters Week two thousand nineteen. And uh, John Falkenberg and I are hanging out, going to give a little master's recap. John, how are we feeling today? I'm feeling fantastic. I'm back, I'm back on the upswing after a uh, food poisoning incident this uh, yeah, last yeah, Friday. A little rough, roughage, uh, eating some wings, and you're back. But hey, we're sipping some uh, Chimay uh, out of our, our master's um, pint glasses here. What is, what is that? Sink what it, sense? What? Right there on the bottom. Sink sense. Ale. Ale. I don't know. We'll take a picture. We'll share the bottle of a Chimay on the Instagram. Um, but we're sipping on this. We're going to later, we're going to celebrate uh, Game of Thrones. We've got the official White Walker, Johnny Walker scotch blend. We're going to find out whether or not it's absolute shit or if it's basically the same thing as this Johnny is, Walker Red, but they just put it in a different bottle, which like, is my guess. I just tried to think of a themed bomber of well, old we, style beers. So the, yeah, so the uh, the theme of the the evening tonight we've you got like we're gonna stopper, we've got yeah a corked bottle Chimay, we've got a big bomber uh, stout I believe as well that we're gonna hit here in a little bit and then and then we're gonna finish it off with the uh, with the White Walker shit Johnny it's basically Johnny Walker Red that I they convince you to put in the freezer so it's a little different but the bottles so really you can cool. deal with the the, the taste. Yeah, I, I don't actually. I don't mind Johnny Walker. Johnny's fine. It's fine. My dad's drank it for like years. That's like his. So he likes some peaty scotch. Uh, it's yes. Very smoky peaty. He doesn't really actually know. So that's the interesting. It's thing. a peaty scotch. Um, he doesn't like the smoky. He, I think the peaty's fine, but not the smoky. So whatever. Uh, hey, I, I'm not a Scotch guy, so like you, you introduced me to what the Laphoric the other time, and I'm like, I, I can, I'm good with that. You know, I, as I've kind of, I don't know, I, I like it very occasionally, and I had to be in the right mood for it. Yeah. But really, but you only want to, I've found that only buy like really good stuff. The Lagavulin 16 yeah. year, and that one you have up there is really good. Yeah. What's that, Laporic? Laporic, yeah. How, what's, what's the year on that? Like, uh, it's a 10 year, so I probably could do a little bit better. I probably, I need to invest, I think, in just like a really fine bottle of scotch, like a nice 20. Year get like, or something. Get like a get a Glen Morangi Signet. Okay. Because you're not a big smoky peaty guy, and that's not smoky and peaty. It's like finish. It's finished in like a like a French wine. Ca- it's it's really good. Okay. It's not cheap. Well, what none of this shit's cheap. <laughs> uh, from what? Well, wait, wait, so that we're, we're on. That's beautiful. We're, it is good. 
We're, so we're on episode 25. I would say that John and I have invested more in alcohol just to try to support this, uh, the ending of these podcasts and these uniques. Oh, by hey, to gain a good liquor. Gl- I mean, it's not like you're drinking let, the whole let bottle. Me, until- let me back up and revisit the last episode real quick um, about the beers of the masters. So there was no domestic, like full-bodied domestic. It was only the domestic light. So there was no I, Steve. So there's no there was no master Steve. There was no Coors banquet. As so you know, we read that article from SB Nation last week, and I we ended up testing four be, the four beers of the Masters times three, <laughs> and yeah, and uh, so they had Miller Lite, and you could get the uh, Stella. Or you could get the blue moon, and they had plenty of oranges, and they would—they actually told you right there. They told you what they were, which they didn't last year. It was like just passing them out from when I went last year. So they didn't have a regular full beer. No. So um, interesting info, and I hey, I might, I might have to comment on SB Nation's thing, but there was no Coors banquet. Now I went on a practice day. I what a was a light beer? Was Miller Lite? It was Miller Lite, and I drank ten of them. There was no. Well, no wonder you didn't. You got yeah. hydrated. Yeah, right. I drank a water somewhere in the middle, I think, too. What? So there's no Anheuser-Busch product there? No Anheuser-Busch product. It was all, it was Miller Lite, Stella, or uh, Blue Moon. I wonder if they left, if they had the partnership with Anheuser-Busch, or if, if it ever was, where this would be just out of curiosity, if when ABM Bev bought Bush... Mm. They the, bailed. They bailed, because... The Masters is all about tradition. Yeah. Um, and well, I, and, I, and, I, and, I, and Masters beer history, that could be like a whole other thing that we try to do. Let's into. figure that out. All right, we will. We'll dig into that. But um, uh, I don't know where we were. But it, so we're already five minutes into this episode, and we haven't even mentioned the guy who won. Who's that? I don't know what you're talking about. Could you tell me? Um, who won? Uh, well, names on the tip of my tongue. Um, Eldrick, Eldrick Woods, Eldrick, Eldrick Woods, L Eldrick. Yes, Eldrick Woods. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I was pre- I was pretty pumped, and I can't say I was. That's who I was pulling for. I mean, I I'm a I, you know I'm a Tiger fan. Yeah, I'm a Tiger guy. But I'd, I, I here's a a question that you should be asking me is you, you know who my my guy is? It's Jordan Spieth. Yeah, it was him and Tiger coming down the stretch. I had to, I had to think about it. It's like you, who would I be pulling for? You would have for? been creaming your shorts. I I don't know who I'd be pulling for. I can tell you who I'd be pulling for. I know who you'd be pulling for. I'd be pulling for Jordan Spieth. Wow, wow! Did that you, just you, blow your mind? It just did. I know you like underdogs, but wow. Okay, he would be the underdog in that situation, right? That that was how quickly did I just tell you that too? And you were thinking I was going to pull for Tiger because you think I'm like a Spieth hater. No, I'm an underdog fan. I well, like the guy who shouldn't win. So in that situation, Jordan shouldn't win because it's freaking red on Sunday, shitty mock turtleneck, Tiger Woods. Gosh, that's so terrible. His, his, just wear a regular shirt. That thing is fucking horrible. It's horrible. It's awful. <laughs> it really it's, is. It's, so let, all right, let, hey, you know what? Here, we are going to digress a little bit. We are going to talk a little bit about product. Because before we get into the tournament, okay, but hey, could you buy? Could you buy a Masters turtleneck? So time mock out. turtleneck. Right, so one, we're gonna talk. So I went to the shop on Wednesday, bought like eight hundred fifty dollars worth of shit. Um, I have no idea. Like, not of it. All of it was for me, but because I was kids and family and friends and whatever else. But like, amazing how much you can rack up just buying shirts, t-shirts, freaking bucket hats that are like terribly ugly. But I I own like four of them now because all my kids have one. Um, and uh, some glassware and whatever else. It's just absolutely nuts, the mecca of that. I did find us, though, uh, I upgraded us this year and did the Peter Millar master shirts versus the master Did they have that option before last year? They did, but I like didn't venture. It was like this side room that I didn't venture into really last year. I kind of like browsed around it, but didn't really ask questions. It's like the old video place. Well, I'd, I, here's the thing. I had already... The side room, the right. little boardroom in the right. back. Yeah, you had to go through a couple like saloon doors <laughs> to get back there. No. Um, the, uh, 
no. So, so last year I, I had already like loaded my bag with like, you know, the, the zip up and the shirt or whatever. And then I wandered over there and I saw this Peter Malaria last year and I was like, ah, I'm good. Um, but this year, you know, I, you and I had talked about, um, finding you a blue shirt and the master's tech didn't have, they had the Navy blue, but they didn't have like the, the, the lighter blue. And, uh, so I was like, ah, oh, crap, I'll wander back to the Peter Millar, see if they have one. And of course it's like, you know, 20, 30 bucks more than the freaking other one, but it, it's, it's an awesome shirt. That I'm pretty pumped about it. Yeah. It looks like, looks like super like thin. Yeah. Have It'll you put it on yet? Uh, I, I washed mine to get all the fold lines out of it. So yeah, but I, I bought a new Peter Millar shirt. Actually, I wore it to the masters and, uh, I got compliment from one of the guys in the master's shop, actually. Um, he goes, I love that shirt. Where'd you get it? What is that? And it was Peter Millar. So. From where? Uh, I bought it on, so, and maybe we could plug these guys moving forward. So I shop on a website called trendygolf.com. Uh, trendy, there's Trendy Golf USA. So they have a, one in Europe and they have, they have two, so they ship. But Trendy Golf USA, and they carry... Uh, what I would consider kind of like the hotter brands, so um, and trendy styles and stuff like that. So anyway, they had one that has it's got a uh, skull instead of crossbones. It's actually two golf clubs crossing, and it's like kind of all over it. You but, know, you were we were talking we talk about a product usually briefly, and yep. you're talking about and you just reminded me of something. where I bought all my clubs this year. We talked about new bag, everything I got this year, yep. a new putter, everything. It, I never gave a shout out to who I bought it from, who saved me almost like twenty five percent, thirty percent off. Re- Discount Dan's. Oh, Discount Dan. Yeah. Have you ever have you ever bought from them? No, I've heard I've heard of Discount Dan, and you've mentioned it, and uh, Side I think's mentioned. Side's who it's great. Yeah, but Discount Dan. I gotta I, give a shout out to them. Shout out to Discount Dan. Shout out to Trendy Golf. I don't think you're saving money on Trendy Golf, but they got some cool shit there. They always have. They send me so when you buy something there, or you sign up for their emails though. They send me like a weekly email. It's a shoot. It might even be more than weekly now with like, this is the latest and greatest thing that came out. So I like that because it's almost like getting like a free catalog of like what's going on. So I want to take one more kind of, so that's swag that you can buy. If you get to the masters, you just buy shit. It just happens. And you go in there thinking you're going to spend a couple hundred bucks and you always walk out spending at least double. So um, did that. Uh, my brother. How much, what was the percentage of that? Like, for personal versus how many you bought from other people, um, I would I would have to say that I the percentage was much higher for me. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. Um, well, well, that's uh, so so. I'm yeah. I'm digressing a little bit here, but the um, so one thing I do want to talk about is that. We uh we need more swill. Need a little more. Is it Phil? Is it? No, is there nothing we, in here? No, Did we only, kill that? Only, yeah, it's only a oh, beer piece. Kill, here, kill that. Kill that, and then we'll and then we'll get more. I'm gonna um, grab that. So what? When kill the so we're wa- the here. We're watching this here right now. Uh, we're watching a replay of the Masters right now. One of the things that I thought was the worst. So this was a phenomenal weekend at the Masters. Uh, it was a great Sunday. Um, I thought they. We're able to avoid the weather, all that kind of stuff. It was great. What these idiots are wearing, though, the entire weekend was the only travesty of the entire weekend. I don't think one guy on the golf course looked good. I, I liked Finau. Tony? I did like his. I, lo- I like his. Nike I guy? It. And I don't love Nike, but after getting Nike clothes for the golf team and shirts, I'm a fan of how they feel. Okay, but I liked how Tony looked. I yeah, I agree though. Most of these guys, they just like I, I, the I, shirt. It's like they're trying to do too much. I it was either too simple or too much. I mean, you saw Brooks Kepka's hat on Thursday and Friday was too. I mean, it was where was he going to the beach? Like what? I don't know what he was trying to do with that hat. Um, uh, Adam's that shirt. Scott, look at that shirt for Xander. It's not no Xander's shirt. There, it's just kind of these block colors and odd. I, it's not that offensive, but it's nothing special. Um, and I get it. And uh, Bubba actually, for besides everything else, like that, is club like, and his ball. He, he, his shirt looks pretty good. Yeah, but white pants. I don't know. 
I, I'm not a huge fan of white pants, but it is what it is. Um, I think some of these guys are afraid when they hit, like to hurt people when they hit the ball. <laughs> that, because Bubba didn't care, but the other guy was quick. So, so we, we, we already talked about Tiger looked like crap. The mock net shirt is, is just that mock turtleneck. It, it's an awful, awful, Ugh, awful look. It. It's, it's terrible. It. Um, I think you can. Uh, there's not an age where you can get away with it at all. No. Plus, not at 43. I mean, he's in pretty good shape. Fee now with those mustard pants though on Sunday that was terrible. I like um, it. I just liked it. I did like what he wore. I don't know because he's the type of dude that just kind of looks like a basketball player. So anything kind of drapes off of him. Six four. I don't know. Big dude. I didn't. I just didn't think. I was not impressed. Molinari's dressed well. He's fine. He's very, very basic. A little like micro stripe on. I don't like the tipped collars. I think it's a bad. I think it's an old school look. I'm not a fan of. Um, that that somebody's trying to make a comeback on. I think that uh, Adam Scott, who historically has been one of the best dressed players, I think in the game, wore pleats all week. Like, I'm like, are you effing kidding me? It's two thousand. Like, good try to bring that back, but um, you look you look terrible. It just it just bad. So it, it starts with it's, Tiger. It's the pleats. It starts with Tiger in the mock net f- neck from the How early two thousand. What Jason? What was he wearing? Jason Day. He didn't look bad. Did he, he had like gold pants on with a navy shirt or something like that. I don't know, yellow pants on. I don't, it was different. Um, I don't see see the tipped kind of collar. I just don't. Was there any other Under Armour guys? Oh my God! You want to talk about Jordan Spieth looking like shit all week? Did he? Whatever shirts that they're putting out right now, they're just. They're terrible. Who's another Under Armour guy? I don't even. Uh, Gary Woodland used to be. Um, I don't know if he still is or not. I think he might have moved over to somebody else. But uh, anyway, I, I, with I know it's a, a sidebar conversation that we're while we're watching it. We're Gosh, kind of, that was such a bad putt. Like he's not. He didn't even miss. A, he never missed a putt on that number twelve. Like with. So he was trying to get up and down for his bogey there. And he missed that putt by almost a foot. He didn't miss anything. Like anything the whole week. On, on the front nine, he didn't miss anything getting up and down either. So. He is lying if he say he wasn't rattled there. Well, he was rattled, and then I still think there's a conspiracy that I, I there's a conspiracy behind all this. I still think there's a conspiracy. Home turf matters. Well and and if if this if is some, Tiger's. If home. somebody tells you they'll pay the, you a million dollars if you just kind of throw one in the freaking Ray's Creek on twelve, it, to allow Tiger Woods to get, to be like you know to take the lead and, no. and finish it off. No. Yeah. Uh, no. I don't know, man. No. He already he beat theories. him. He beat him already. That's. I know. That's why. That's why. Conspiracy theories. No, he's just he was comfortable. Here's the thing, though, it's so good for golf. Somebody actually could have offered Molinari five million dollars. Think of how good for golf Tiger Woods winning this was. Yeah, but you know, like if you understand anything with like competitive golf, which you do, there is fucking zero chance you allow that to happen. I doubt it too. Gold gold jacket or five million dollars. Gold zero gold jacket (laughs) shooter (laughs) shooter. Speed, hey, all right, so speed, like there's so many there are so many storylines and cool things that happen. How about the security guy almost taking out Tiger on Friday? He was trying to protect him. Right. He was trying to protect him. Right. But 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 nearly like freaking throws out his like knocks out his Achilles. I think it was luck that it didn't really hurt him. Oh yeah. I mean that that was I like I mean, how Tiger answers I, like accents. I, I will tell you, I will tell you, being out there on uh, Wednesday, it was so muddy and wet out there. Like my shoes were like destroyed. Um, they Did were you wear just, golf shoes. No, I and the golf shoes I had were not like good waterproof golf shoes either. They were kind of more of like a you know spikeless kind of casual golf shoe. So I wouldn't have worn them even if I chose to. I just wore like sneakers, and I'm. Sl- like stomping through some mushy areas like throughout the course. I will say though, if this if this event is at any course that doesn't run a tournament every single year, 
it would have been a shit show of mud. But they had grounds crews um, out there with like kitty litter and like uh, really like raking through ruts and things like that and walk through paths and like putting down that's awesome um, like stone in areas and putting down like things and like just did to, you like, go to the Valhalla PJ Championship? Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, that, that, that was, was wet. That, that was, was very a wet. disgusting mess. Yeah, that was a mess. It was. Yeah, I I agree. I mean. It, but they they did a tremendous job with as much rain as they had Monday Tuesday and um, anyway oh here we go rope hook rope hook rope hook, rope hook he freaking eagle right here seven iron two oh eight over water rope hook seven iron two oh eight to about freaking eight feet we're watching Patrick Cantley on the uh, the fifteenth right now so I mean that's such a good a, shot it was amazing shot. Uh, put him right in there, and then he shit the bed. He shit the bed. Couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. Anyway, um, here's where Tiger hits the tree. Here's where Tiger hits the tree. He's on 13. Oh, 13. Anyway, so uh, so tremendous. There's a lot of stories. So let's let's kind of go. So so Tiger, obviously, um, let's just talk about him first here. Uh, I thought he obviously played solid all week um, and uh, drove the ball. I mean, how well did he drive the ball? Um, for Tiger, I, I think it was it was that's a that hit the tree there. It's hundred percent, but <laughs> I I don't think he drove it all that great. I mean, I think he got the ball in play, and then he caught some breaks when he went when he went off, uh, when he went off in the trees. He got like some clear shots. I don't know if it was like on. Um, 14 on Saturday where he went so far right, but he had a clear path to the hole. Like it was, yeah. it was pretty great. His iron play was by far the most thing that stood out to me. I think it stood out to you. That's the best part. He was so in control of his irons. It was crazy. Well, and let me back up. I mean, he drove the ball well enough all week to, to keep himself in contention and he drove it. He drove it. What's the even- stat? I wonder what the driving, what was his, driving statistic for the week at Augusta. Well, his iron statistic is the one that wins it for him. Oh, there's not even a question. He was, when I saw, when we were watching uh, 15 earlier, and when he hit, no, excuse me, 13, we'll see here in just a sec. When he hit the, the ball, I was like, okay, look, he's at, he's sitting over um, the creek on 13. And I'm like, I'm sitting there, I was nervous watching him hit that. He wasn't nervous at all. After he hit the ball, you could tell, like, he was just trying to shape it exactly the way he wanted, and it went left of the flag, like, I don't know, 25 feet. And he was disappointed. Yeah. Me and you, or anybody, even anybody in this tournament besides him, would have been thrilled with the shot. Like, you're just, oh, I'm over the, the creek, I'm on the green, and I'm so glad. No, not him. Wasn't close enough. Wasn't close enough. Yeah. He was bitching about it after he hit it. That's how, I mean that's a, that's Tiger though. It's a total different ball game. He's his risk reward. Are you looking up the driving statistic for the week? There's master stats, yeah. <clears throat> his risk reward is different thinking. I think when you you were alluding to this off air off offline before is that when he uh you know, of course when he gets in that zone, back nine, he's a different guy. Everybody knows that. But he approaches shots that he's willing to risk because he believes it's almost it's a, here. I heard someone say it's he has so much confidence it's almost irrational in yeah. himself. It's almost irrational. Yeah, because it, there's it, it, there's if he looked at statistics before he hasn't pulled off he shouldn't probably do that shot. But he has so much confidence in himself. Doesn't matter. He believes he's going to do it every time. It's an irrational belief. That's that's what I think. Like all like great athletes, like Michael, the greatest, like Michael Jordan's, and maybe even we can put Larry Bird in there. And um, well, no, they, Tom Brady's. They they right. They're it's absolutely an irrational believe, belief. They absolutely believe that they can execute when when the moment is there. Absolutely. Yeah, and they actually they would do stuff that a you guy could, that's, you could even say that it's a rational belief. Well, actually, <laughs> actually, it, well. It is because it's happened, but if you take Patrick Cantley in the same 
position. Look what he did. He got scared. He wanted to play it safe. He said, oh, I got to take the safe shot. Guess what? Tiger did take a safe shot then on 18. With that three wood, it could have cost him. If yep. Brooks would have birdied. And, we, and you said that he was on 18 on the tee box when Brooks was just in the fairway. Yeah. Or when he, oh, excuse me, he already hit the shot. It had to be out of the fairway. Yeah. So he was on the green. Yeah, he, I mean, he, he didn't know what Brooks had, if Brooks had birdied or not when he was teeing off. Shoffley. He's on 14 with, at 11 under. 14 at 11 under. And With that right there. And, he misses that and, putt, and, didn't he? Yeah, and didn't get it to 13 somehow. But it's all good. All good in the hood. Yep. So I, Tiger played exactly what he needed to do. I don't think he putted that great. I thought he left some out there on the course. Um, I, I, we've seen Tiger hit putt a lot better. Um, I think I've seen, though, a lot of these guys putt better. There were This is like a general kind of observation, and maybe it was just me. But I felt like there were a lot of putts that just slid by where guys just didn't like I remember watching previous master championships and it just seemed like guys just hold everything. And I didn't feel that. At least on Sunday. Because they just were didn't, slow. The I greens just were slow. They were because they've been wet and they I don't think they mowed them as close. And um these guys just for some reason they didn't hold as many putts as I remember whole putts being hold. I mean, you think about it, 70 was the winning, you know, was Tiger's score on Sunday. So he didn't necessarily, like, come in and, like, blow it out, whereas Saturday, shoot, guys were practically shooting 63. What would we have? There were three 64s on Saturday. Three. That's crazy. So, like, I mean, Sunday at Augusta is is amazing. The pressure is amazing. Tiger was laser focused on the back nine after Molinari puts it in the water. Let's talk about the pine cone though that Molinari hits on uh, on fifteen. I was just looking at these uh, these um, like statistics from PGA. It was just this only was like through round three, but. Greens and regulation, Tiger was number two. Yep. 43 of 54. Theor Olison, Theor Bourne, he was 45 of 54 at that time. Yep. And Adam Scott was right there too, 43 of 54, and he was hitting the ball so well. Yep. Even with pleats. But, but driving actually and putts, or, uh, Tiger wasn't in the top five for no. either. No. That's crazy. It shows you how much greens and regulation, how important that is. Remember how much Johnny Miller and Jack Nicholas and Nick Fowler they would talk about greens and regulation. Dude, greens we, and regulation. Do we have it's the way we end our podcast every I fucking know, week. I know you know this. It's not it, this is not greens and no, regulation might be the most important no, statistic. Nobody talks about it because it's not real sexy, right? Like, it might be the most important statistic. They, they talk about bombing drives. The Cam Champ gets freaking more press and, and these guys and Tiger even at the beginning of his career got more press because of the fact that they bomb it over 300. But and nobody gives a shit about these guys making five-foot putts all the time either. Ricky Fowler makes more putts inside like eight feet than like anybody. He's just amazing on short putts. That's why he is like one of the best guys out of the sand up and down because he puts it within eight feet and then he freaking makes it, okay? So it, it's why Ricky's good at what he does because he makes short putts. The, but those don't make the highlight reels. Eight-footers going down, six-footers going down don't make the highlight reels. Big bombs make the highlight reels and... Uh, you know the that, that's that's what these guys talk about driving. When I was looking at these stats, like I look at the guys. So there was like birdies, putts, greens, regulations, uh, driving accuracy, which didn't mean shit. Yep. If you look at the top five and drive, none of the guys there were there at the end except Webb. So, but Webb doesn't hit that far. So it's driving accuracy. When you don't hit it as far, it's easier to get in the fairway. Should be. For these, for this level, yeah, it, it is for those guys. But driving distance, that does. Like Finau, Brooks Kepka, all those guys were up there. That matters. So let's talk a little bit about driving distance. 
Phil tweeted and on Instagram that uh, apparently Dave Pels did some study, whether or not he did, it came, really came from Dave Pels or not. What's funny is Phil's driving down Magnolia Lane sharing this on freaking video. But Phil says that there was a study, Dave Pels did a study, and he said that uh, there's no course that statistically s- suggests that hitting the ball, teeing the ball off further will help you other than at Augusta National. So Phil got really focused on swing speed, ball speed, and driving the ball for Augusta this week. And uh, I think I got to. I want to know how those stats are skewed, though. And is that he, just for winners or came, placing? He came out to hit some freaking bombs. <laughs> he did, but the I wonder how he meant the statistics. Is that for winners, or is that for like placement in the whole field? Because yeah, you look at. You look at the driving like distance there. Yeah, it's Finau, Dustin Johnson, uh, and Brooks Kepka. Those are the top three. But none of them won. But they're all three but like they were the top, all right there, right man. there. That's what I want to know. Is it like is the, the is that his view? I think that's where it comes from. If you look at yeah, there's probably like a big averages there, and you know those three guys were totally in the hunt when it comes. But you look down, at the last winners though. I mean, Patrick Reed doesn't hit that far. Uh, he hits it far enough. Yeah. Uh, Danny Willett crushes it. Does he hit far? No. No? Jordan Spieth doesn't? No. Jordan Spieth is middle of the pack at best. I mean, I, I, hey, I, you and I have talked about this before, especially when referring to Cameron Champ, referring to Brooks Kepa, a lot of these guys. Um, hitting it farther does give you an advantage. You have shorter clubs in your hand. So here, and, and this was this this was Phil's point. The shorter the club, the shorter the iron. Here's here's why driving at distance is so important. It's not because I need because I need to bomb it, bomb it. It's because it needs to set up the second shot with a shorter for club spin. in my hand. Correct. I need to be more accurate. You need to have more accurate approach shots on these greens. So here's what. What about this? But this week didn't matter as much because the conditions. It's a little bit more wet out there. You could still probably hit a little bit longer irons into the greens that were going to hold as long as you were accurate with them. So it's a little bit Tiger too, figured that out. It's two pieces to this, right? So, yes, you still need to draw, uh, drive the ball a pretty good, a long amount of ways. But if you can still hit good six irons and seven irons into greens and you feel confident in the way you're hitting those irons, eight irons, whatever it is, I think you're going to play well. Xander was dr- spinning back eight irons. Yeah. Seven hours. Yeah. That has never happened at no. Augusta National. But Tiger, I think, look, that's what a Tiger is. He's so elusive. He does. So when he goes and gives his interview and talks about the game, he gives such top level. But I guarantee he's thinking about that kind of shit right there. Because when I saw Molinari out drive him, not only like one hole, like several of the inning holes, he was just, like you said earlier, offline, he's just hitting some huge high cut. He was just hitting big. He knew that he could get that in the fairway if he yep. slowed it down and hit a high cut. Yep. And then he's like, well, shit, I, I don't care if I hit a seven or I hit a hold. Yep. He, so, he got laser focused. He, he knew exactly what he needed to do, and he executed on it. It was amazing. All right, so uh, moving on from Tiger, um, there were apparently other guys in this tournament. Uh, I would say the coverage on TV – um, at times it was real heavy tiger, which reminded me of the days of old of over tiger and why I'm not like a huge tiger fan. Cause they over kind of produce him and over show him. Um, but there were plenty of players that were in the hunt. And, uh, I thought, I thought the coverage did a pretty good job of probably even cutting away at times and being like, Hey, we're going to show this shot real quick. And Hey, we're going to show this shot real quick. And, um, I like that. I, I think one of the cool parts about this tournament was not just that Tiger won and, you know, fulfilled the prophecy of a comeback or whatever the heck he did, um, but I also like that these other top players in the game were able to be showcased. Um, coming down the stretch, coming down the back nine, um, they gave some good time to Brooks Kepka. I thought. Xander Shoffley got some good time because he was in the hunt. Um, who, who's a couple other guys that you thought, man, really, I mean, obviously Molinari got, got good coverage on the front nine and Finau did too. Cause they were hanging in there, but who got coverage? Yeah. Nobody. When it came down, I mean, 
it was basically Tiger Sunday. I mean, what I watched, you turn it on. That's they started showing a few other players. Yeah. Jordan, I saw, got two flashes. Spieth, because he was like he started hot. Do you know who got the shaft? Was D- DJ? Oh yeah, he got he, shown once or twice. <laughs> Tied second, and they like show him putting his, you know, putting for birdie on eighteen. And I think they showed him maybe with his, uh, his. I think they showed him on eighteen. That was pretty much the it. The second guy that got the most that wasn't with Tiger was probably Xander. Yeah, that's probably who they showed. And they kind of they kind of started showing Cantley a little bit. They gave Ricky a little bit of time. They obviously gave Phil a little bit of time. No, they they mainly showed Tiger, which was fine. I was fine with it because. He was that was the story of the day, and it was fine. I felt bad a little bit for DJ. Um, I thought Rick was going to make a little bit of a run here, and then he missed his putt on sixteen. They show Brooks. Actually, I was probably wrong. They show Brooks as much. I as, think they as showed, much as Xander. I think they showed almost every shot that Brooks hit um, coming in. I mean, he's the he's the next. He's the guy. He's won three majors in two seven. years. Out of seven, right? And he wasn't even and, in more. And he's in the hunt, and he didn't even play in the Masters last year. I mean. He's, he's there. He's I, li- ca- I like he, how he thinks. He just wants to win majors. That's all that matters to him. He doesn't even care about other golf tournaments. Dude, I'm not sure he even really cares. I think he, I think he knows. Well, and you, were we talking about this before? He literally can show up and be like, yeah, I got my B game today, but I can still compete. It's like. He's good. He's that good. He's 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 that good. He's just he's a grinder. But I mean, he said I think he says a few things that not saying he's like lying. I think he wants to believe, but he says he's like not thinking out there. Which like Faldo, like that's impossible. You're thinking, you you know, you, if you're thinking about your shots, it's fine. You're doing something. You're yeah. thinking about chicks or something. <laughs> it's probably he's thinking about beer, chicks, and working out. I mean, I guarantee. Do he probably he probably drinks Steve. He could. I don't know. We got to find out. I'll, I'll, we'll uh, we'll message him on on the gram or on Twitter or something. See if he responds. See if he drinks Steve Weiser. See if he drinks some Steve Weiser. No, I I, I think DJ got kind of the shaft. I thought they did give some attention to Brooks. Um, Xander got a little bit of attention when he when he was kind of making a run. Felt bad for Molinari. Uh, who of of all the players though? Like who who who's the biggest disappointment of the week for you? Jordan. To me, Jordan for you. Yeah, I mean, he, not a discipline. I thought he he fought hard, but he was like, if I I actually, so I was watching tracking his round on the. Did you see? Did you use all the Masters oh, app? Well, well, that this is our next conversation, but yes. So I I think it was tracking like every guy's shot. Like you could see their shots. Dude, we well, if you want to just go there right so, now. Oh, but this I'll, let the, me let me finish. This is the coolest shit. The, beyond, I agree. Beyond Tiger winning, we're gonna, we're it's gonna, the coolest part of the Masters. We're going to talk about that. Yeah. But so he got hot. He, he went birdie-birdie to start. And then um, he went par. And then he had a, some, he had a dumbo. He missed like a short putt. Oh, yeah. And then he had another birdie putt on a par three. What was it? Was it the second par three? Six. Yeah, he was three, and he missed like another five footer. It's just stuff he didn't miss before, and I think it just deflates him. So, I mean, he still shot like sixty. Did you shoot? 69? No, I, no, I think he shot seventy. 70. Whatever. I mean, his round though that he had it just it's it's just it's come down to his putting. Yeah, which is crazy. Well, it's oh, it's always been a great part. He of He had the game hottest and... putter like on the like ever in two thousand fifteen, like literally ever. His statistics on putting were out of this world. Yeah. I, I mean, I think uh, if you were to like put a top five list together of guys that were disappointing master showings, he's one of them. Especially because he played what he played fairly well last week. Um, you know, didn't play great, fairly. but fairly well last week. Did, his putter wasn't great last week either, so it doesn't probably surprise me that he, he played fairly play. well this week. Yeah, he's five again, under, six under, and maybe he's finding something right now. I'll give him that. Maybe he's finding something. Um, so I put him in my, you know, my, I'll put him in my top, if I'm going to have a top five people that didn't. It's actually not a bad, I like that question. Top five, I think him. That, that missed. Maybe. Top five misses. Maybe him, Adam Scott. 
I think Adam Scott had a great tournament, though. Like, I don't look at Adam Scott having a miss. He finished, what, top 10? Yeah, but good Lord, if he could putt. I mean, it was just... (laughs) Because the statistic that shows greens and regulation where he was, like, one of the top or top two, three, I want to know the distance from the pin. That dude was so close to pits, he was just missing putts. Uh, Well, you know what? He did fall apart a little bit. He's actually a top 20. So, yeah, he was in the hunt and then, yeah, kind of fell apart. Who else? Um, I I think you know Rory's a huge Snedeker. disappointment. Well, he missed the cut. Sned's missing the cut. I he was one of my now. I will say, um, and I told Pate this before I entered into my uh, my picks. I had I had, and you and I talked about picks last week with Pate's pool. I had Sned's as one of my favorites, but I go to the practice round on on Wednesday, and I got to see Sned's hit on probably three or four holes. Dude had tuggy lefts like it was his fucking job. Who did? Snedeker. He did? All, every t- every hole I watched him, he yanked freaking shit left. Just the yanks. Fucking tuggy left. When you, on, were, at the, when you were at the practice round? At the practice round. And I'm like, I, I, I totally dropped him from my, from my picks after that. Because I was like, dude, that guy can't straighten it out. That's three holes in a row that he's yanked freaking like iron shots, just freaking dead left. Like really bad. Oh, bunkers, missing greens left. Yeah. So on 12, he missed the green left long twice, two balls. He put two balls down, missed the green left on both of them. On 13. Could he, you tell he's frustrated? Oh, yeah. He, that's why he, you should see. I love, here's, here's why I like going to a practice round. These guys would hit a bad shot. And they would immediately just put their hand up like this, and their caddy would freaking throw them another ball. It was awesome. They just put, oh, you can't see me, but they'd put their hand up like they're like raising their hand, and the caddy would immediately like reach in their freaking pocket and just toss them another ball. It was awesome. They would just do it all. We saw it on multiple shots. It was just fucking great. I just, I don't know. It was just one of those things about being a pro golfer. It just seemed cocky and awesome at the same time. Um, so he does that on 12. And then I see him hitting his approach. This was obviously a longer approach on 13 from the fairway. He drove it in the fairway, but then freaking tuggy left, freaking left, left of the green, or you know, almost in that bunker long, even on one of them. And I'm like, what is Sneds doing here? And then we saw him on one other hole too. And he clearly didn't get it worked out uh, at the practice range after the round either because dude missed the cut. So tuggy left Sneds. Sorry. Um, I think Rory was a big disappointment. Probably came into it with a little bit too much pressure. I'm hoping next year there isn't as much Rory talk on like Rory winning the Masters. Um, maybe because Tiger won it this year, everybody will just talk about freaking Tiger winning it next year. And Rory will have more of a like, thank God I don't have all the pressure of this is my year of winning it. Um, Jordan kind of said that same thing. He's like, the pressure was off him this year. Like, because. After since he won since fifteen, all the pressure's on him because everybody had forgot. I mean, basically forgot about Tiger. I mean, I think I think Rory's going to have the pressure on him for years to come because it's the one major he doesn't have. And I, I mean, here's the thing: just for the game of golf, for Rory, for competitiveness, whatever it is, I think he's a tremendous player. I'd love to see him get a green jacket, but it's just the course doesn't. I don't know. It's just it's not like there's something with him and it doesn't work with that place. I don't know what it is. I mean, he hits long draws. It should work. Yeah, but I know. I don't know. I don't know. So he's one of those guys that's like a crap. Uh, you wish he would have played better. Um, I thought that uh, – um, what was my other uh, – sorry, I had another disappointing guy too. Um, well, I thought – I mean, Phil was – oh, sorry, not Phil. Phil was fine. Phil played about exactly what I thought Phil should play was going to play. He was going to be somewhere middle of the pack. Um, he still ended up uh, what um, tight eighteenth, just like Adam Scott. That's about exactly where I thought he'd end up being. I didn't think he'd make much of a run. Hasn't played great golf. The biggest disappointment is DeChambeau. This is like the biggest disappointment for me. Is him coming out shooting six under, what sixty six. On Thursday, and then totally and then, and then just freaking disappearing. Well, no, he shit the bed. The second yeah. shot seventy five. Yeah, it, 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 huge disappointment. Good job having a hole in one on Sunday. Um, you know who but, was who was impressive, even though we're 
we were kind of knocking it because he's best friends with Patrick Reedus. Cantlay, did you see where he was at after the two rounds? Was it? He shot like he shot. He was two over. He shot twelve or thirteen under, like thirty for the weekend. So he was. He went sixty four, sixty eight. Two over on. Wow, he was. How is that possible? He. Okay, so he was two over through two rounds. Yeah, so he shot. He he went twelve. Wow, and then he was one of the guys that shot sixty four. He went sixty four, sixty eight, or sixty four, sixty eight. Yeah, that's solid, dude. I mean, sixty four is just crazy. So Spieth, McElroy, um, you know, I, I, the, here's the thing: like the Masters is awesome because of Augusta. Uh, the Masters is also awesome. Because of the limited field and the top 50 in the world and anybody who's won a tournament and a few of the amateurs, they throw in there too. Um, that's what makes the Masters awesome. Um, so I, I don't think if Jim Furyk was there and anybody that's 51 and above that it would impact where'd, the tournament. Where'd Bernard Langer finish? Bernard? Bernard Langer. Did he, make, he made the cut. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That dude makes fucking cuts. I think he was under par. Oh, that'd be great if he was. No, he was not. Plus eight. He ended up plus eight. What did he shoot in the final round? Plus six. Yeah, he he, he laid a turd in the final round. Um, I love Langer. Just so solid. Um, I I just I, the tournament is special to me. It marks, as we said last week, it marks the sign of spring. It it marks the sign of golf to come for the season you think it just come i mean because the first like two rounds the guy was like three or four under he just so he shot a 78 in the final round that's just age yeah he's worn down man it's like it's why uh, i don't know it's why it's why this it's why the champions tour plays three rounds and not four <laughs> in most tournaments so it, do they do that for the majors too no i think they play four in their majors but they also allow them to ride in fucking carts so what yeah, they allow. No, they don't. Do yeah, absolutely. It's it, an option. I did not know that. I really uh, didn't know that. Carts are an option because I don't see many of them take it. No, that most of them don't. But you can take a cart. So we're so we're in there, dude. If we if you it never will happen, but if we ever got in the Champions Tour, so here's hey, I would hey, ride a cart. All right, so we're, this is actually a good segue. I would definitely ride a cart. Come on, would this, you ride a cart? This is a good segue. To just kind answer, of rounding out our conversation. Answer the cart. question. Would you ride a cart? Probably. <laughs> but so let me let me so I'm in the airport in Atlanta getting ready to go back. And we talked about this is on Wednesday, so it was before anything tear off. And I said to Michael, I was like, you know the most disappointing thing is that I'm forty two years old at this point. 40, you know, going on 43, and um, there's no way that I could be as good. Because we just admired, like, some of the most amazing golfers, right? And I'm like, there's no way. I just know that I don't have the time or the whatever it is to, to, to become ever that good at this point in my life. And I go, you know what really sucks is that there was a time and a day, like back in probably, like, the 80s and 90s, where guys would know that they missed their window to be a young professional golfer, but they worked on their game, and then they, they made the senior tour. I thought, that shit will never happen again. No. These guys are all so good, and there's so many web.com guys and all this stuff that linger around that there's no guy that's going to come from out of nowhere and make the champions tour because there's too many freaking good golfers. That's I have an ongoing argument with a guy, a coworker of mine, and actually I argue with other people that which what you like Mark always like say it's a good segue into another topic is so and we've talked about it before in the podcast, is that there is absolutely zero chance that Jack and Tiger would have as many majors as they have if in the modern era of golfer. There's too many good golfers. I, Ten years ago or twelve years ago, Tiger would have won this tournament. I'd say five to eight shots. I know this is all theoretical shit, 
But I really believe that. I don't look how many people one by one shot. They're all yeah. clipping at his heels. Yeah, it's just not the same you, game anymore. You, you don't see the leaderboards like you don't. You just don't. They, they, today these leaderboards are tight. So there's plenty of guys who runs by the golf tournament and and I also and we also have seen where on any one given day because these guys are all so good they can go real low on one given day and put themselves right back into a tournament like a, a lot like those guys did on Saturday like Cantley did on Saturday he's like two over after but barely makes the makes a cut by a shot and then he's in the hunt on Sunday on the back nine because he goes and throws a freaking 64 out there on Saturday. Th- these guys are really good. These guys are really good. I could only wish uh, wish that I could become this good someday just or good enough to win the club championship one day. That, that would be great. <laughs> you, could, you could do that here at uh, Chatham Hills. Oh. The, the, there's any... <laughs> The that is definitely a real possibility, hundred percent. Yeah, right day, right time, stars align. Uh, I don't even think know, it's that. I think Matt, you just put a little work in. Matt Pate hits a freaking pine cone, plunks one in the freaking lake somewhere. Uh, maybe shot an eighty six his first round last year. He also shot a seventy his first round this year. So. <laughs> no, first round, <laughs> the first round of the yeah of the year this year. So. Well, but he came right back like. He came right back and shot a seventy-three or something. Whatever. I, I hey, I know, I, I know uh, for anybody to win any type of uh, stroke play event in anything at this point, um, you got to go low. So it's a grind. There's a lot of good golf out there, but hey, we'll uh, we'll get there uh, someday. Maybe we'll see. It's time for a little uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah. So uh, John and I. Uh, Targaryen. One of the fun things about um, this podcast is that it's about amateur golf and stuff that isn't necessarily always about amateur golf. And um, John and I are 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 GOT fans, and um, we had the season eight kickoff yesterday, which is our final season. Unfortunately, fortunately, I don't know. I mean, I kind of want to see it come to an end, but at the same time, I don't. I. I don't know. I mean, nothing lasts. Yeah. At this point, they got to they gotta. Wasn't that a it. quote in Game of Thrones last well, night? Some, something. Nothing, nothing lasts. Right. We don't have time for this. <laughs> that was great. Too. I love that. <laughs> we don't have time for this. <laughs> Get right to the shit. That was great. That, hey, by the way, creepiest character on the show now. The three-eyed Bran. Bran, yeah. yeah. He's like, always been creepy, though. I mean, he's always been a little bit odd, you know, but like... He's always been creepy. But like, he took it to another level in in this episode. I mean, just sitting in that chair, freaking staring off into space, it was... He just stares at you. It's and then he's like, there's no emotion to like when he says things to people. Yeah. It's like, you're going to die. Yeah. Waiting for a good friend. <laughs> Whatever. I, I'm like, Waiting for a good friend. And he's, you know, he hadn't seen... Um, Lannister yeah. since the first episode, right? The very first one. I, I, that was the best way to end that whole episode. I thought <laughs> that's great. If that was planned, fucking dude is genius on the screenplay. Yeah, oh. that's that's crazy. No, no, they didn't script that at all for eight John. seasons. <laughs> you really think they planned that? Planned what? So to see Lannister. So, like the very first episode, oh, when he got knocked out of the window, that was the first one he saw. They, they mean you're right. They probably didn't write that. No, like eight years ago. No, sorry. That's crazy. But I loved. Did. I loved how they wrote. If you, if you actually, if you were like confirmed, like they did, I've been like, no, they didn't because so the book stopped. You know, he like the. Have books, you read the books? No, <laughs> you don't read. Fucking, I don't read. Are you kidding me? The books essentially stopped in the middle of what season six, I think. Fifteen toll here. So we play two twenty-seven oh, out. Sorry, we got yeah, <laughs> distracted. Oh, we just, hold on, Tiger. Tiger, fifteenth hole. Oh, you had to do it. Sorry. Look how much. How scared how, would you be? How, so how better? How better to be call golf right now gonna, than than an announcer? You're gonna win a major, or you're looking to win a major, and you're at the fifteenth hole at the Masters. How much better are you and I than freaking Faldo and Nance right now, though? Look at that shot. 
little draw in there. So he's going to hit a little draw. Left. Oh, just, and he's a little pissed. Right to the center of the green. Knows he can two-putt it for birdie. Phenomenal. Look at that right Unfazed. there. Unfazed. Chomping on that fucking gum. What the hell is it? They were talking about that today. Um, I, I want to dig into it. I, I, kept, I kept trying CBD? to do research. That was a rumor. CBD gum? Is that like ABC gum? One, two, three. No. Do you, <laughs> do you, do you really think it was some type of like, because drug fucking gum. Phil was chewing Phil on was some gum. To, now, t- Phil was, t- now I don't know what it was, but Phil, Phil was interviewed about it and he said that it was some theory that if you're chewing gum, it stimulates the frontal cortex or some shit, which, which helps you focus. Okay. So Phil was trying to do it for scientific reasons. It sounds more like a... Have you ever seen Tiger chew gum before? Well, so Tiger... So when they interviewed him about it, he said that he eats too much on the golf course because he gets hungry, and the chewing the gum curbs his appetite because he finds himself... Like on, you know, when you go to these tournaments, on every hole they have like snacks available. Like you can get a granola bar or a banana or whatever. Basically, Tiger was saying like he finds himself like eating too much while he's on the golf course, and this was curbing his That's appetite. Smart. That's actually so. smart because I like I love I like to eat when I'm golfing too, and I, when I notice when I don't eat as much, I play better golf. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to like crush, slow down, crush a hot dog. You don't want to slow yourself down, bog yourself down. Oh, here it is. This is the shot, man, right here, pine cone. Yeah, I mean, fucking pine cone. This right here is the tournament. Oh my god, I can't believe it. I I loved that the announcers were like, oh, he he like he chunked that, and I'm, it looked like a perfect shot, chunked it, and it took him like 15 seconds to realize that he hit the fucking tree. I didn't realize he hit the tree either. I go, what just happened? How did he hit that? I go, how did he? He's one of the best golfers in the world. He didn't misjudge that and fucking chunk it. That's changed the whole right there. I mean, because he could have been in tight. Fucking crazy. All right, back to GOT. Um, So last night, it was a lot of setup. I think, you know, to me, I kind of saw it coming a little bit, you know, a little bit more like, you know, characters and relationships and everybody kind of getting reintroduced to the group. Um, did they wait? Here, the question really to me, did they waste an episode doing all that? Of course they did. They know they can do it. So my point, so then I go, well, is there more they could have done and is there more that they should have done in this first episode that could have like really got you jazzed up going into next week. They did. Ex- I did, look, they did exactly like, so it's split. It's split. Like there's people that are in your and I about that feel like it should have been like a two hour premiere. Yeah. Like a lot longer, get more shit going, get you more into it. Yeah. And then there's people like, Oh, I think they did such a great job. I think it's split down the middle. And that's exactly what they wanted to do. Yeah. They wanted people like differing opinions on it because if it was just like that same old like, oh, yeah, we gave the two-hour premiere and everybody's happy and it's good. No, they didn't want that. That's the fucking way HBO does shit. Well, they, they wanted a little bit. They wanted you have to wait. They, I, I get it. I mean, they're like, hey, they've waited this long. We should have them wait a it's little bit more. Bullshit. And they, they should have been a two-hour premiere. They gave us the taste. And they they gave us some fucking dragons, and they gave us some banter between you know the, all the Lannisters and shit again. Um, they gave us uh, I don't know what it it, it was fine. Uh, I can't believe that one didn't go. In the, dude, that's in the water every. Time. How the hell did that hold up? Yeah, that's in the water. Any other <laughs> any other weekend that that's in the water. We, we keep falling off of Game of Thrones because we're watching the replay. Look, of Game of Thrones. Look, I, actually, there's not a lot of first to talk about ex, for Game of Thrones. There really wasn't. Nothing there's really happened. not. Nothing a, happened except that you, they said, "Okay, uh, Stark is or uh, John Snow is not a Stark." He's not a bastard so, yeah. Stark. He's actually a Targaryen. Right. So John found out that he's a Targaryen, and um, everybody—that's the kn- biggest thing. And and now everybody knows that they burned down the freaking wall, and the the dead are on their way. So I mean, that's burned down. They like pierced it with like 
abnormal crazy eyes, which I thought was the weirdest end to to to, to last season. I was like, how? Why wouldn't they just come there with uh, the the fire that would burn down everything? But the ice is the most powerful. I mean, that that was just weird. Oh. I didn't like that part. Ice dragon, weird. It was weird. We still, got, we still got two dragons. But do you think that's why they, he was allowed to get on the dragon? Because he's fireproof, too. Fireproof? Because he's a Targaryen. Oh, the Ice King? No, John. Oh, no, no, no. So I think, no, I absolutely think that, yes, John rode the dragon and the dragons trust him because the dragons know he's Targaryen. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think anybody else could have ridden that could dragon. Be, is the ice is the ice king Targaryen? Is he? Oh, that's probably what's fucking it is. I bet you that's the end, dude. And we haven't read the books, so that's probably it. The king is probably. Oh, that's it. <laughs> we just figured this shit Some out. Crazy freaking theory. He's right? the Targaryen. He's he's the, he's, the, he's, he's, he's the a main Targaryen. He's a lost freaking Targaryen. Because they're all just former living. I don't know. Okay. All right. Look, we're going off in a rant, and no one no. knows probably the hell we're I talking know, about. I know. I know. A bunch of golf nerds. But hey, so if you're a Game of Thrones fan, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, we're excited about five more episodes. Apparently, the other ones are. We'll be make much a longer. comment about them every time. Yeah, but we aren't going to drag on too much. Uh, okay. If you haven't seen it at this point, um, I'm not even sure I recommend you we start ready from the beginning. Well, but. we can't. We're not done with Game of Thrones yet tonight. I think yes. you have something you want to talk about. Uh, I don't really want to talk about it, but we do have... Uh, so our beverage of the evening we're going to get into here, we have a... Uh, it's the Johnny Special Edition Game of Thrones Johnny Walker White Walker. <laughs> All right, so we've got the uh, Johnny Walker White Walker. It's a blended scotch whiskey, limited edition. Um it says freeze for an unexpected icy reveal. I don't know what that means because uh, I just poured it and I don't think there's anything. Winter, winter is here. So we've we've uh, I have brand new um, masters. Um, uh, what do you call it? Cocktail glasses or what? What is this? This is like a. You've had this for like three months, haven't you? Yeah. So I put we've got our our official uh, fr- golf ball ice balls, and then we've got our our new masters um, old fashioned glasses, and we have our I've had the Johnny Walker in the freezer for probably like two months. It tastes like fucking Johnny Walker. I mean, would you just? I mean, this is like Johnny Walker Red. I just ate on some zesty uh, party mix, so I'm oh, trying so to that's, discern. That might hurt you a little bit. It, this tastes like Johnny Walker Red to me. I think it's Johnny Walker Red in a fancy bottle that they tell you to freeze. Yes. There's nothing unique about this. It's below average. Uh, well, and Johnny Walker Red is below average. Um, I paid probably five more dollars for this than I probably would a Johnny Walk bottle of Johnny Walker Red. Freeze just for an unexpected icy reveal. Why? I, there was no extra reveal to this. Um, it's cool. the bottle's cool. The bottle's cool. So I uh, so Dave Durham, who was on the show, he had on uh, Facebook. Um, he had I think it was Laforic. I'll have to double check here. Let me double check here. Um, I think he had a uh, Laforeg did. Um, they did some special bottles. No, sorry, it was the Lavalin. Lagavulin? Lagavulin, sorry. Um, he had that. So they had a limited edition Lannister and Stark bottle. He got those? Yes. Wow. Actually, no, so this is the Lagavulin. What's this other one? Where did he get it? I don't know. This is Dal... Dalwin... I don't even know what the fuck it is. I know know what it is. Let me see it. There they are. So it might be too different. Is it too different? 
And it's probably just the same crap. They just put it in a different uh, casing. Kinda yeah, like, those are two different. Those are two different. So he's got two different ones. He's got a Stark one and a Lannister one, and, and we have the White Walker one. And um, Anyway, a little homage to uh, GOT final season. Thought it would be fun to just buy the bottle for like a little I'd bit gift of fun. It, and, I'd gift it for the fun. Oh, I think for and if you have a GOT of GOT fan, I'd gift it for the fun. But but it, it's it, dude, it's Johnny Walker red wrapped in a freaking cool uh, thing. Because I've had Johnny Walker red because my dad it's drinks Jim it. Beam. It's basically what my dad drinks. So cool. I'm not gonna knock it just because I like the. It's not too bad. I mean, it's not. It's if if you if you like scotch, it's fine. Yeah, it's not. It's not. I'm not drinking it's it not, too much. No, but you probably, 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 probably have that for a while. Oh, I'm gonna keep that in the freezer for any time Russell comes over. <laughs> what well, they? You know what? We should. I wonder if Lefty will come on the podcast. That'd be kind of interesting. Your dad's le- named Lefty. I call him Lefty because he plays left-handed. So. <laughs> Absolutely, that needs to happen. I think it'd be kind of fun to get Lefty on the podcast. Hundred um, percent. We'll, we'll serve him some shitty scotch and um, hang out. And he can show us. He, he is a he is a magician around the green. Absolute <laughs> magician. Short game specialist. Fantastic. But, Sniper, but cannot drive the ball worth a shit. This sounds pretty familiar. Yeah. <laughs> he is uh, no worse. apple doesn't drop. <laughs> Too far. Um, he, uh, yeah, he, he's never been the best driver of the golf ball, but <laughs> played blades for a number of years. <laughs> You're, a, I could see you being a blade guy. If, uh, dude, if Finau wins this tournament, I think Ping announces that they're coming out with those blueprint blades, just like they announced Tiger's blades came out, Taylor made. And I totally go and buy them. Because I think they're beautiful. It's all about how you like the look and the setup. And I don't care if I lose five yards on a toe hit. That doesn't that matter. Point. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, all right, fine, swing better. Like, it, don't don't hit it on the toe. I agree. Like, sorry. I mean, uh, even I, when you hit a toe, even when you hit on a, a toe on a thicker club, it still doesn't feel that good. Well, the way they design all of these now maybe with the exception of like true blades like tiger's blades and some of these other blades if you hit one a little bit off now they're all a, a lot more forgiving than they were back in fucking 19 even his or that though they don't absolutely they've got weighting on that no way it used to be like the size of a dime if you didn't hit that on the dime yeah. like literally on the dime yeah that's where the saying came from yeah from a golf club yep dime you gotta hit it on the dime yep good stuff man Thank you, John. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We appreciate it. Thank you for to uh, Fanatics for uh, powering the Faded Golf Podcast. Go out there, hit more greens. You'll score better. See ya. Thanks.